0: Hey, everybody. It is Tom Dotan. It is Friday. I promise you did it. It's another week. Uh, And this is the Informations 411 podcast brought to you by TheInformation.com, a news site covering the tech industry. Um, Here's what we've got for you today. I am and it's going to be a fun one. We are not talking about a business that is in complete distress or the way that we're trying to muddle through what could potentially be uh, one of the worst recessions in our lifetime. Uh, This is just a conversation with Zoe Bernard about... Zoom and how this app has taken over our professional and personal interactions and the etiquette that is apparently needed to be formed around what is the right way to have a Zoom conference with your friends, with your coworkers, with uh, the people that you're working with uh, professionally. So, so yeah, that's, that's my conversation with Zoe. Uh, definitely a bit more uh, on the lighthearted side than what we've done for the past couple of weeks on this podcast, but you deserve it. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a tough time for us all. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's not waste too much more time uh, before I get to my interview. I did want to mention again that next week, next Tuesday at 11 Pacific, we are having a conference call about the ad industry and all the effects that the pandemic has had on that. If you want more information on that, uh, just send me an email, tom at the information.com and I will forward your info over to our events team. Uh, but yeah, I'll be on that call. should be a lot of fun and uh, hopefully informative. Uh, all right, let's get to Zoe. <laughs> so i would say most of my life these days zoe uh, professionally speaking is spent either on zoom calls trying to arrange zoom calls or trying to get out of zoom calls um (laughs) that other people are forcing on me and nobody really knows what they're doing there's no etiquette for it we're all just thrown into this chaos of a new social dynamic together Uh, but you were trying to show that there is a way there is a new etiquette that is forming around Zoom calls. Is that is that fair?
1: There is a new etiquette, but I think that people have varying opinions on what is rude and what is not rude. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have a lot of people who will... Um, make use of the Irish goodbye or just, you know, just suddenly. And I I was on a Zoom happy hour like two weeks ago and one of my friends just left the call abruptly. No,
0: no pre-announcement. No goodbye.
1: And then two hours later, I got a text that she was um, a little too high for Mm. the conversation and Mm. just had to leave abruptly. Um, Yeah. So it happens, but at the time it felt like it was a, it it seemed very rude.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not Um, unlike when you're with someone who's too high and they just like say they're going to the bathroom and never reappear again. Uh, I don't know, which is less scary. (laughs)
1: yeah i mean i think like and it's hard it's hard to pick up on these like nuances where you can tell typically if you're if you're hanging out in physical space if maybe someone isn't you know quite on socially or if they're not really that engaged in the conversation whereas if you're all just looking at this two-dimensional surface Mm -hmm. and we're all just trying to communicate we lose so much of that nuance and then people can just sort of like blip off the screen
0: yeah i want to get to the professional side of it but while we're just talking about the sort of social outing side of it what I found very interesting in, in these sort of like, hey, let's everybody get on Zoom and just try to hang out and pretend that our lives are normal for a bit um, is like the idea of like who gets to dominate the conversation? Like how do you manage the sort of interactions between, you know, all right, this person is leading it right now and they're telling the story and everyone else is chiming in versus like, let's switch topics.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an issue for people who are sort of introverted. Um, mm-hmm. It's easy to fall on the silence of a conversation. Right. Um, or I, ha- I, I had um, a situation earlier this week when I thought I was muted, but my friends were just ignoring me because I thought my story was stupid.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so you, like, you, when did you find out about that? Only after?
1: Well, I started asking them over and over again, am I muted? Am I muted? <laughs> <My> <laughs> Why aren't you laughing? Like, Shut up. Right. Right. not muted.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
1: Um, so it's like this whole, I mean, we're, we're like at the mercy of this technology and like wondering whether or not people can hear us or see us or you know funky mics or volume that's kind of crazy or people walking in behind us all of a sudden right um it's just this whole new terrain of socializing online
0: yeah and it's funny because this was not the initial intention of zoom i mean the company had always been about business interactions like they had figured out a more stable technology for video conferencing and i mean i remember at the information when we got our zoom thing installed and it was like finally we have a stable for what to me seemed like a stable you know platform for us doing these calls and then suddenly it's kind of metastasized into this social tool for yeah. all these people and I, it just it clearly wasn't built for that from my perspective
1: No, obviously. I mean, there's so many aspects of this. I think that one issue that I've heard a lot from people is that people are turning to these virtual happy hours or like virtual dinner with friends or whatever it may be to um, sort of take back some semblance of normalcy and, Mm -hmm. and hang out with people. But every single person is like, this is not a real substitute for social socializing. Um it's like a Zoom happy hour is just you getting alone uh, getting drunk alone in your house. Right, uh,
0: ultimately, um, yes.
1: Yeah. So it's like it, it's not it's not it is a substitute but it's not a very good substitute. I think that's how a lot of people feel.
0: Well, here but here's my question and I guess I can just pose this to you be, because are you finding yourself in these periods of uh, you know, quarantine and and social distancing? trying to interact with people more often than you used to before I can like for for myself, I've called more friends in the last couple of weeks than I have uh, in probably, you know, the year before.
1: Yes. And another thing, I mean, I am definitely being more intentional about setting up these zoom events and happy hours. And it's also like the bar is so low. It's like, I could be sitting around in my pajamas and I can, you know, reach somebody. Um, But another thing that I've noticed more and more is that, I'm incorporating FaceTime into conversations like I'm my check-ins with my mom it's like we're now on FaceTime because it feels like we're all alone and it's like we need to be seeing each other's faces or I've had interviews with sources lately who will be on a FaceTime audio call and they'll be like hey I would really love to see your face and I'm like I don't you know I'm taking notes I don't necessarily need to see your face but it yeah. seems like everybody is very eager to hop on FaceTime to make use of the video aspect of this technology Mm -hmm. when it's not really the most, like the best or most efficient way of conducting business. No,
0: no, it's purely an expression of loneliness. You know, it's like I, I, you know, we spend most of our days on the phone talking to sources, Uh, clearly seeing them in person. If you can meet them for a coffee is a better way to get, you know, have a, a more substantive conversation. But that's not really what's going on here i feel like people are just reaching out to feel like they can you know in some way have uh, an emotional connection with someone
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah so let's talk about the professional side of it well i guess we kind of did with journalism but um you know people are running companies uh, entirely through uh through zoom meetings and, and things of that nature i mean what when you talk to people that are doing that i mean what's the etiquette that's sort of been arising just through you know corporate communication situations
1: um, one thing that struck me as one woman who I spoke to for this story, because she's been doing such a high volume of Zoom calls, um, something that's really begun to bother her is when people don't turn on their cameras. Hmm. Um, and I spoke to an etiquette expert about this, and she said, like, yes, you should t- definitely turn on your camera if you're going to be in a uh, meeting for work.
0: What What was her rationale for that? It's
1: like, it's like showing up to the office. Like, you know, show up, be ready, be present, be there. Um, But it's just like, it doesn't quite feel the same to me. It's funny for me. I never used to turn my camera on when we had like um, our own sort of like Zoom video conferencing for the information. Mm -hmm. But now I find myself turning it on because I'm like, I'm not seeing my colleagues at all. And I sort of feel obligated to show my face a little bit. That's interesting. Um,
0: I always have my camera, almost always have my camera off because to be frank, I look like shit. uh, And I just don't want people to think of me that way.
1: I almost feel like it's this like this moment of solidarity, like you're showing like, okay, I also look like a piece of shit like we all do. Yeah, Um, yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Right. It's the one person who decides to dress up that ruins it for everyone. Um, (laughs) But that's an interesting thing, too. I mean, did you get into that when you talk to folks? I mean, you know, if we all are supposed to be on camera talking to these people, you know, what sort of social pressures or, or business pressures do people feel to make themselves, you know, as presentable as they would be at the office?
1: That's funny that you say that. That is actually um, a story that I'm working on now, which was sort of born of these conversations. Um, people are just becoming really self-aware of the way that they look. I mean, we're all staring at ourselves in these uh, cameras mm-hmm. all day long, and we're seeing all these new angles of our face. And Right. You know, That's true. We don't laugh.
0: actually see our face that often uh, in I mean, regular yeah. day-to-day life.
1: Not flattering, It's not flattering. And I think that people are becoming, I mean, some of the people that I've spoken to are feeling really obsessed with their appearances lately in ways that they normally wouldn't, which is so weird because we're all just like self-isolating and hanging out in our pajamas.
0: Right, right. Trying not to get the plague. I mean, this is not a time for us to feel like we're looking our best.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: So you did talk to an etiquette expert. Are there any other tips that she gave you that you found uh, instructive and useful uh, for making sure one, that we are our best selves
1: yeah one aspect that i found to be actually pretty surprising was she said that you don't need to wear pants um i thought that she was going to tell me i asked her if Done. you know, if you're coming up for a, a video conference or a business meeting should you wear pants even if you're tor- if it's only your torso that's going to be on camera mm-hmm. and she said no you just have to be strictly concerned about whatever's going to be in line with the camera But there was a person who I spoke to for this story who said that he was in a business meeting and somebody um, was not wearing pants, but the camera sunk like a little bit lower than Mm. he had. Um, So I don't know. I think it's it's, I'm wearing pants. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's just it's up to people what they feel is best.
0: Right, right. And then lastly. What about kids? Uh, we're, uh, you know, and I can, my, my kid is not with me at the moment, um, but we've all been in those situations where like a kid will run into the room and um, interrupt the meeting. Uh, obviously, this is something we've come to accept and it's arguably less and less cute as time goes on, but what are sort of the uh, social etiquette dynamics around that?
1: You know, I didn't ask her about that. I don't have kids, so that probably wasn't top yeah, of my Yeah, you don't, opinion, you don't care. Yeah. But Um, I I know the times had a sort of controversial piece about like, you know, you just really got to keep your kids out of sight. I would say from my own perspective in the number of meetings that I've been in, I like seeing people's kids. I think it's really interesting. And it's like, it is a very human aspect of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I I never think like, Oh God, their kid. Can they please hide their child from my, my view? Right. Um, I do think that people really like seeing other people's kids and their pets um and that's like one thing that's bringing a little yeah. bit of joy you know, it's probably stressful for the parents
0: yeah yeah i think there is such a humanizing aspect to this life that we're all living now where everyone no matter how for the most part you know, no matter how wealthy you are you're stuck in your home and you yeah. don't have the kind of uh, support system around you that you typically would and there's something so um humbling about it to an extent obviously the rich people that we talk to often um are, are far less maybe humble than we are but like <laughs> Um, You know, like I've had my cat who's with me at my parents' place in the East Bay interrupt several of my conversations. And, you know, that's kind of been like a fun thing that the person on the other side will be like, oh, you know, is that your cat? And we talk about that for a minute. And I don't know, it ends up being kind of a nice moment, a nice human moment.
1: And the thing that is so interesting about this time is that it's it's not like the days when I choose to work from home and then um, someone starts mowing their lawn across the street and it's really annoying and I feel embarrassed. It's like now we're all in the same boat, so. Right if a dog starts barking wildly next door, or like if your kid runs into the room and you're on a a call, it's like everybody understands, like we are all just doing the best that we can.
0: Yes, we all are doing the best we can. Any other, by the way, we we talked about Zoom the whole way through, but have you gotten a sense that people have thought to maybe migrate to a different video app or chat app for social reasons, uh, where Zoom is work, or it all just kind of funnels toward the one?
1: It's so interesting. I was thinking that by now, because I think we've been doing this for like, what, this is almost the third week mm-hmm. that we've seeing week. like people, um, flocking to Skype or something. I haven't seen it. Zoom still seems to be so popular. They've had, um, a slew of bad press recently and just so many issues keeping the platform safe. But I will say like, it's been a great tool for me and my own, in, in my social interactions with friends also with work. Um, and i'm de- i mean i'm eager to get on something else mm-hmm. but i i haven't heard from anyone um that they're getting off the platform it's become so integral
0: yeah yeah you'd have to make a really strong case i feel uh if you want to get someone on a different app um all right zoe um well good good sussing out all this all this stuff this weird world that we're living in like so you've got a couple other things that you're working on too so uh, i look forward to seeing those as well
1: awesome thanks tom
0: all right thanks Zoe. bye